0: Hello and welcome to the Practical Leadership Podcast, where I interview great leaders and try to extract their wisdom and their experience for you to learn from, and hopefully avoid making their mistakes. If you want to upgrade your leadership skills in 25 minutes, check out practical-leadership.academy. My guest today is Kat Hoch. She's VP of Marketing at Operatics. I'll ask her to introduce herself in a minute. We're going to dig into how she makes a statement to her boss and how she wants to be managed and how liberating she finds this. And then also how she uses the same technique managing in the round with her colleagues. Katerina Hoch, thank you for joining me.
1: Thank you, Paul. It's a pleasure to be here today.
0: Can I ask you, would you be so kind? Would you introduce yourself?
1: So my name is Katharina Hoch. Uh, Everybody calls me Kat, which is easier. Um, I'm the VP of Global Marketing at Operatics. Operatics is a sales development company, so we help B2B technology vendors to generate more pipeline and revenue through teams of outbound sales. And a little bit about myself, I'm originally from Brazil, but I have a very German accent, so I also have to say I'm half German, otherwise people will will not know where to fit me in. I moved to the UK seven years ago. Uh, before that, I have always worked marketing and sales, um, always in B2B, worked for a fashion magazine, which was quite interesting. And my first experience in B2B tech specifically was at Optics, where I started six years ago as an SDR. And the reason why I joined at the time was because when I moved to the UK, I couldn't speak English. So I needed a job where I could speak German or Portuguese. <laughs> So that's how I learned about robotics. And while there, I worked for six months as a as an SDR for the German market. At that time, I managed to develop my English a little bit. <laughs> uh, and after six months, I I moved into a marketing role, which is where my passion lies, where what what I absolutely love doing. And since then, I've been growing with the company. By the time I joined, we had thirty people. Now we have three hundred. So I think that tells a little bit of the journey I've been on and how how exciting these last uh, five, six years
0: have been. That's an incredible journey. Sales and understanding how people work and how people buy, you can apply it to so much. Very much, Discovery To discovery, to listening skills, all these great things. I've got two young kids, and one of the things that they're absolutely not taught is anything like selling or marketing. And it's, it's such a you've got an idea how'd you get your idea across you want people to do something with you for you how do you persuade them to do that
1: to be fair i think kids are very good at negotiating aren't they
0: manipulation that's an entirely <laughs> different thing manipulation is maybe oh. the best
1: word here yeah, Daddy, very, could I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> very much but it's probably because they know very well the the receiver of the message right
0: that's it. That's it. They know that ideal customer profile, which is parent number one or two.
1: Yes. <laughs> very very much so. Do you know what? I was having a conversation with uh with one of our board advisors the other day. And you know, he's an extremely knowledgeable guy. He coaches and teaches lots of people in this world about leadership and stuff. And I was like, You are there at the top. Who do you get inspiration from? And he said to me, from my daughters. And I was like, that's incredible. But when he said it, I was like, wow, that's so interesting because I'm sure they have you as a reference, but but you also look down to them and like understand what, what's going on and, and the dynamics that I found it quite fascinating.
0: So when did you first become a, a manager of people?
1: I was probably like 22 or something. I, I was I was quite young and, and I remember I was thrown right into the deep end uh, and I know it wasn't it wasn't managing people as such because they weren't my team, but they were people that I had to manage in the sense of, um, keeping everybody happy and making sure that they were all kind of sticking to their deadlines and tasks and stuff. Another, ex- another job I had to manage. I was covering like a maternity cover and they just got, gave me like 15 people to manage. It was a team that was selling advertisement for a newspaper. So there were people like twice my age uh, that had been at a company for 15 years. And that was me, that young girl trying to manage these people. So I kind of had to figure it out myself. And when you have to do that, you you just try what works and what doesn't. And then you carry on doing what works and you stop doing what doesn't. And any experience that I had of managing people, it all boils down to understanding how they want to be managed and how they feel comfortable being managed. because once you understand what the other person is is feeling and what drives them then you can uh, adjust your communication and your management style to them so um one day I, I i i went to my boss and i said look i'm a very critical person of myself so i'm always going to beat myself up a lot if i make a mistake so you don't you don't have to be hard on me because i'm going to be harder on me than you yeah, I'm always going to be open to feedback and I'm going to react well to feedback, but if I get too criticized, I know I'm going to crumble. So so and when I told him that, it completely changed the dynamic that we worked together because he was a guy that just knew like he was he's always been managed by other people by being like beating them up, and being very hard on them, and that just doesn't work with me. So so when I understood how I like to be managed. I also, and I, and how liberating it was to just share it with my manager at the time, I um, I realized that I had to do the same with the people that I was managing because sometimes the best thing is just to ask, right? How do you want to be managed? Do you prefer to be uh, praised for what you're doing or do you not react well to that and you're going to get comfortable and you're going to get complacent? Um, I guess there is always a, a mixture of both, right? You can't be too nice because then people will just, Take the piss basically. But if you if you if you're too hard on someone, it's already very hard on themselves, that's that's just gonna create fear and they're gonna panic. They're they're not gonna be able to to become better professionals.
0: You made a statement to your boss on how you want to be managed. Mm -hmm. And then you are now asking all the people who work for you, how do you want to be managed? Yeah. And do you find it's effective?
1: I think so you obviously have to, sometimes what they tell you is not what the reality is. Like you have to sense if it's working, right? So if someone says like, yeah, no, just let me do my job, i quite independent, but then they're not delivering the tasks, then then there is something wrong, right? So I think it's always making sure that people um, have accountability for what they're doing and 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 you don't have to be the one chasing, right? So I think like with remote working, for example, you know, some, some, uh, some leaders, they were like, oh, now people work at the moment. I can't see what they're doing. For some people, that's fantastic, right? Because you just give them a bit more autonomy. You don't micromanage them. You're not seeing where they're spending the time. They're just delivering delivering the work. And if they're not, then they're, then you have to look into what's wrong. Um, so I think sometimes giving people autonomy uh, brings, brings the best out of them. And for other people, giving them too much autonomy They're going to get lazy. They're going to get unpleasant. So, again, it's understanding what makes the other person tick.
0: I do love the concept of you making a statement to your boss about how you want to manage. Because your boss isn't always going to be as smart or as forward-thinking as you are, Kat. My question, though, is that knowing people, do they genuinely know themselves well enough to answer it? Maybe they
1: don't, but that mm -hmm. will make them think. Some people they just don't know, right? No. So if you ask the question, and even if they don't give you the right answer, they will start paying attention on it.
0: Yeah, I think I mean it's almost like the the, the coaching conundrum is most of coaching is awareness, just mm-hmm. bringing people's awareness back to whatever it is you're talking about.
1: Very and true. if
0: you're raising people's awareness on you need to be managed. People need to know what their objectives are and how they how they're going to proceed and what it is they need to do and their resources and all that sort of stuff. How do you want to be managed? I well, just leave me alone. Yeah. No. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no.
1: Yeah, it depends. You know, it, it really depends. What one thing? Uh, I, one framework that I really love and um, and it works both ways, right?
0: The thread that I'm picking out here, Kat, is you're applying all these different ideas not only to the team that works for you but the managers that you work for Mm -hmm. so you're equally you're putting yourself you're i suppose in a way you're elevating your, your yourself by stating to them i'm going to manage you which i wonder what sort of response do you get when you do that
1: do you mean that from people above me yeah I think because I've, I've always been very open and honest, always, you know, so they, they know I, I if I'm feeling something, if I'm thinking something, I'm just going to say it. I'm always going to be quite transparent because that's just the way I am. I think that the, the response I get is, is also the same. It's like just genuine feedback. If, you, if you're open and honest with someone, they will typically be open and honest with you as well.
0: So if your heart is pure, if your intent is noble, right you're you've got a positive intent you're meaning it to to improve and to do better and you're asking from a place of positivity and engagement.
1: yeah yeah 100% because how boring is it would it be if if you're if you're always the same way and you never learn anything and you never change and you never progress right so for me receiving feedback is a way to progress is, is a way to to open open up my my mind to different things and to different point of, points of view.
0: You're essentially, you're using all the different frameworks and, and ideas that you've come across that you're using for your own team and turning them, flipping them and using them to manage your manager or to improve the way mm-hmm. that you or yourself are being managed. Yeah, and, and, and was, you know,
1: like managing people is not just top down, it's, it's, it's to the side, is anyway, above, oh, is sure. everywhere, right?
0: Do you use the same... Leaning in idea of applying these uh, management techniques with your team and with your boss as with your colleagues.
1: I think you, you don't just manage people below you; you manage people above you and to the side. Right? You, you need to manage relationships, and manage communication, and manage expectations. That's why I think this is it's, it's a great way for you to build those strategic relationships and always trying to get your point across and bringing people along the journey of what you're trying to achieve and, and where you're trying to get.
0: I do like that so you're looking at it and you're looking at it in the round.
1: I think we we always have to be mindful that um, you, you're not achieving anything alone right you are you always need people around you to to achieve your objectives. So that's why it is important to to manage all those those relationships.
0: Can you tell me, in your experience, was there a particular event or a mistake that you learned most from?
1: Mm, Hiring the wrong people, definitely. You know, I I think making the right decisions about the people you're hiring and being quite picky in your selection process, which I know is not always possible because sometimes people are under pressure and, you know. You need to get someone in the team and get stuff going. But there is people that will help you get up and progress. And there's people that are going to push you down. It's very hard to, to, to get that right in the hiring process because sometimes the, the person looks incredibly promising um, and then it just doesn't work out. And then you have to be mature enough to say, that's just not working out and then and then move on, you know, and find someone that will make it work out because that's, that's a mistake that I did, did have a few times because like I was just blaming myself for not making that person successful. And there is only so much you can do for people if they don't step up and they don't do what they're supposed to be do, then you, you just have the wrong people around you. Um, so that the easier, the earlier you identify if it's the right person to help you achieve your objectives, the the more successful you will be. And the quicker you identify if it's not a good fit, move on. Don't 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 hold on to it. And I and I had to learn that the hard way.
0: <laughs> I think everybody does. I think it yeah. is absolutely the one big learning that I have in my career is if you get the, the right people in the right role, sometimes you have the right people, but in the wrong role. You have yeah. the right people in the right role, you you save eighty-five percent of your problems.
1: Very true. Very true. Yeah. And then once you have the right people in the right place, you have to keep them as well. Yeah. <laughs> Which you know, is also hard.
0: Keep them. Yeah. <laughs> and I think the second side of that as well, the minute you recognise that there is something wrong, you mm. have to act. That's yes. my that was my biggest one is is, is mm. hoping that things were going to change. And then you realise hope is not a strategy. Hope <laughs> is not a strategy I love that. Well, you've got to yeah. fix it. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. What are you reading right now?
1: The Slide Edge. So it it it's, it basically, it's it's a little bit of the same theory of the marginal gains. You know, like mm. you have to constantly do the things right to see the results uh, further down the line, and and that's very true for marketing because. It's about doing a lot of things right for you to eventually see the results. It's a bit like raising a child, isn't it? You don't know if you raise them properly until they're adults.
0: (laughs) That's it. What would you like to thank your younger self for doing? What did young cat do well?
1: I think I've always been just myself. And, and, And I love a phrase that says, be yourself, everybody else is taken. You know, it's so cool because it's really, if you try to be somebody you're not, at some point you're going to get in trouble. Um. So, so if you always stick to being yourself, nothing can go wrong because then the people that don't like you, then they're not going to like you ever, you know, j- because you just can't sustain not being yourself. And then if people like you're not, that's their choice. It's not your choice.
0: And how you react to anything is is your choice, but what you react to is, you know, I like that. I like that. Yeah. How can people find you?
1: Um, I'm quite active on LinkedIn. I think that's where you found me as well, Paul. So um, just try to find me, Katharina Hoch. Um, you can also uh, get in touch by email. So it's katharina.hoch at operatics.net. Have a look on our website as well, or brontics.net to learn more what we do. And yeah, other other than that, just LinkedIn is the best place.
0: Kat Ho, thank you very much indeed.
1: Thank you for the invite, Paul. It's been a pleasure. Great conversation.
0: That's a wrap. Thank you for joining me today. Your homework. Subscribe and share this with a friend or colleague. Please leave your five star review and any comments you have, because that really helps me to improve every day and it helps people to discover me online. If you want to upgrade your leadership skills in 25 minutes, you should check out practical-leadership.academy.